This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up, what up? This is exciting. <laughs> Let's be happy. Oh, shit. I just took a sip of this beer that my girlfriend didn't want. And God, is it bad. It's really sour. Okay, well, I get that. Is, even it a, can't... Is, is it a sour or is it just been sitting out? It's called sour ale with raspberry and lemon as if sour ale wasn't sour enough. Um, but <laughs> even that can't spoil my mood because hockey is back, motherfuckers. It is in full swing. Paul, have you been catching any of these games? I mean, they're all exhibition games. But it's like five a day. Yeah, I um, see. I think I perused the first day a little bit. Uh, I was blacked down to the Maple Leafs game. And then I watched the Caps and the Avalanche on, on Wednesday. And then I watched a little bit of who was today? Uh, the Columbus game. Yeah, how the, uh, how the Blue Jackets look? Um, honestly, I think I actually watched about five minutes of it. So I didn't really, it was kind of in the background while I was working and it went to intermission. So I just turned it off and didn't go back. So, um, I mean, they ended up winning four to one, but in terms of like the, their gameplay, I didn't really pay that much attention. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, hockey fans, caps fans, we've got a great episode for you today. Obviously, the return of the NHL is in full swing. Nobody's, you know, knock on wood, gotten sick yet. Um, and that's a good thing. And also, you know, we'll uh, we'll be breaking down a little bit of the Caps game for what it's worth. Uh, it's very weird that I'm really not going to have to rack my brain too much for content this week. Right, Polly? I mean, we're actually, we have hockey, real hockey to talk about. No. Uh, I know. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's probably a bad thing for the podcast. None of my so because I can't get my my creative juices flowing uh, into my Emmy nominated probably series yeah. that that I've brainchilded several of those this year. So it's definitely <laughs> not good for your ego, <laughs> right? Well, nobody needs to nobody needs to grow that fucking thing anymore. Um, yeah. well, I mean. I think that I think that we should just crack them open and and pay tribute to what is the official return of hockey. What about you, Polly? Hell yeah! One, two, three. Oh, mm. god damn! This beer is bad. I don't know how anyone can do the whole sour, the sours. Are you a big sour guy, Polly? Um, there's this one. Um, it's like sea quench. Uh, it's got like an ocean theme, like a, a bluish green color to it. I like that. Uh, I haven't really tried many other ones. Besides, oh no, I did have um, I think it was a Fourth of July from a, a local craft brewery. It was um, like the Fire Stick Popsicle. Okay. It was like that flavor, but it was made as a sour, and it was pretty good. I mean, I'll drink. I like them. They're not. They're not terrible. But 
uh, I would pick a lot of other beers before I would volunteer a sour. Yeah, I mean, I have to just pop open a yinger there to just to wash that fucking. I just chugged it. I just chugged it because I and let her know if you heard. I hope it it didn't pick up too loud, but. Oh, I I heard you uh, make noises of disgust. <laughs> yeah, so this thing tastes kind of like puke, like you know when you mini throw up in your mouth. Yes, I I yeah, that, I can understand that with a sour. Yeah, or like um. When you're like super dehydrated after a night of drinking and you're just like, you like, you like hork hor- a loogie out and it's like, oh, that's, that's a little throw up in there too. Yeah. You know? I know exactly what you're saying right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not that I want to relate, but I do. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things. I think everybody's, anybody who's anybody in the world is, is relating to that statement right there. Um, I mean, if you haven't tasted your own puke, are you even an existing being? Right. Are you even above the age of 15? Like, and I'm not talking about like tasting your own puke due to natural, like actual legitimate sickness reasons. I mean, like, because you've over imbibed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or done other harder, more illicit drugs. If you've Anyways. never drank yourself to puking, then you're not have you're not doing it right. Right, obviously. Um, I mean, you shouldn't do it every time, but if you've never done it at least once, like, come on, live a little. Right. I once t- uh, I had a friend once tell me that he'd never done that. He'd never puked due to over-imbibing. So, did he just have an iron stomach, or did he always cut himself off? No, because I've been out with this dude, and. He is a he's a short, round man, and he's Irish and very. I mean, I remember being at a local establishment with him and him just ordering Jameson shots after J- like five or six in maybe an hour and a half. It's like some Peter Griffin shit. Yeah, that I was that wh- episode was, when he drinks against his dad. <laughs> yeah, I was I was toasty. I was toasty. I didn't puke or anything, and neither did he. But he he. He paid his tab, stood up, about faced, and walked right out the door and into his car. I would have to say that since I've eclipsed the 225 mark, the amount of puking from drinking has severely gone down. So (laughs) that definitely is an advantage. So just be fat. Yeah. Put on the weight and you'll you'll handle alcohol better. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, we have um, obviously gone way off track, but oh man, back back to the Yingers, and I'm I'm okay. I'm feeling good. Also, speaking of harder drugs, I have not. Um, I'm I'm trying to quit rubbing. I'm trying to quit dip. Well, it's, it's rough. It's very I'm, noble of you. Uh, you know, if you ever struggle too much, you could just get the nicotine gum. I did that for a while. I mean, this is like what the fifth time that I've quit this since you've known me. Yeah, I have. Faith I once in went you. years without doing it, and then just was like, mm, yeah, just just chew again. Why? Right. What? And I think that's with any any habit. So easy to just go back. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, the Keen Peel episode when the the dude has to go to rehab for slapping people's asses in the baseball <laughs> locker room. 
you know, as soon as you see one guy bent over, then you want to slap ass. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I would say mine's more. Mine's probably a little bit more realistic in the sense that nicotine's like the worst, but uh, but sure, slapping asses, nicotine. Hey, same thing. But yeah, so that's why you may be hearing me chew gum, and if if it becomes really annoying, let me know. I'm trying to stop it. I'm trying to like pack well, it in like a lip. Speaking of drinks, I went from uh, I was drinking a Guinness and then cracked open a White Claw, and that is a very different taste sensation going on right now for me. <laughs> so you went from like, <clears throat> it, it, would you consider that a sex change? What? <laughs> from man to a woman? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's, let's cut, cut the, cut the chatter and get down to brass tacks here. With our brief league news, um, you know what? From these games, I really didn't think they looked rusty. I, I didn't think they... I mean, they looked... I, I, I said, and we were talking in the, in the Slack about this. This I don't feel that like the whole gameplay, the vision, and the passing was rusty, but I could tell that the guys were rusty in the way that they hadn't been in game situations before. And that just sounds like I'm literally just saying that they're rusty, but, but after saying that they weren't, but seriously, the, the only thing that I could tell was a difference was when the puck would get lost in their feet, they had a hard time retrieving it. And just out of instinct, they were being very hesitant about looking down and playing it because they were, um, they were because they were about to get. They were, you know, obviously worried about getting drilled, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'd have to say physically, they did not look rusty. Um, right. I think that that's going to be the biggest adjustment is getting their their minds into it, uh, getting the the timing down. Um, I think they definitely looked better than than guys do coming out of training camp for for the preseason. So they're already in a better spot than they would be any other time starting a season. So they may not be in, uh, you know, Stanley cup mode yet, but they definitely are better off than I think people expected. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I thought they looked good. Uh, everyone really, I mean, even, even the teams that got blown out and whatever, I, th- I, I thought that, you know, they, they looked decent. Um, as far as just being in game shape, uh, I will say fuck the Penguins for having the first game back. Mm. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Nobody wants to see that shit. And it was it was Philly, too. They were playing Philly. So um, at least Philly won in overtime. Yeah, so actually I had a, I had a comment on that, uh, them playing Philly. It was obvious that the NHL was hitting these rivalries hard for exhibition oh, yeah. play. Um, I don't know if that was reviewership or if – maybe a little familiarity so that it was less of an adjustment for them. But it's obvious that Gary Bettman has a, uh, a formula he likes to follow because he did that shit in the, the 2016 World Cup, and I'm still salty about it because Team USA had to play Canada twice in exhibition matches, and USA's biggest advantage when they play Canada is the first time they play them in any tournament. And right. they blew their load on that 
those first two games, there were fights and big hits and all kinds of shit. And then when the World Cup rolled around, U.S. was garbage. So, uh, obviously, Gary Bettman, uh, you know, that, that seems to be one of his biggest uh, uh, goals in his um, in his plan of getting people into hockey is hammering the rivalries. He's changed the playoff format for that reason, and he's staying true to his vision. And I don't think it was a terrible idea, actually. I, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's a good it's a good thing. Can you blame him? He's his his league just lost a billion and a half dollars like it, he needs to he needs to do something to drum up. You know, nobody gives nobody gives a shit about a matchup between Vancouver and Washington, you know, but people are going to be keying in on the Carolina Washington matchup or the Philly and, and, and Pittsburgh matchup um, or the Battle of Alberta. You know, I mean, those are all matchups people want to see. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what's more? I mean, it's like you know, when it comes to like football, people want to, people love a, a an opening weekend rivalry game. So right. they were kind of using that vein here. Like, what's better than the opening weekend of a sport? Opening weekend with a rivalry. So, well, I don't know was, why you have to stuff. discredit the the hockey fans out there. Um, <clears throat> with being as dumb as football fans, but uh, I will say that I mean their exhibition games—they mean nothing. Why wouldn't you give them a, a nice, a nice showing? You know, give them, give right. them a, like a matchup that that's interesting at least. Um, and uh, I mean, I went and followed your advice. I went and bought the five-dollar NHL TV package, which. I am enjoying, but for some reason, I couldn't watch the Toronto-Montreal game. It wasn't on cable here, and it wasn't on NHL TV. We were literally yep. blacked out because we were in the United States, I think. Yeah. Um, that has to be the only reason, because we're like a six-hour car drive from Toronto. Right. So we're nowhere near the market, and like <laughs> – no, it wasn't either. Like, we live two hours from Columbus, and we can watch their games, but we can't watch this game. So, there were a lot of complaints on the first week or the first day. Um, Canadians weren't able to watch the Pittsburgh Philadelphia game. So, right, I think it's it's possible that you know the a couple of these games were only available to the home country of the teams, which is just stupid. Exactly. I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, I, and I get cable com- companies around the world are literally the worst iterations of a corporation ever. Yeah. But, I mean, wow. that That's really shitty, especially when you paid the extra $5. I mean, it was $5. It should have been 100 right? Like we said, but... Especially when you paid for the tournament, and you're only getting some of it. it. It's very strange to me. And again, I'm not a I'm not a cable executive, nor anyone who really knows anything about cable, other than I fucking hate the cable company wherever I live because they are trying to sell me a goddamn phone line to give me a discount on <laughs> my fucking internet. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just all it's all fucking trash, and I don't understand the game. Um, but they obviously have a chokehold on it, 
So uh, whatever they say goes and the shitty part is that we're, we're just kind of victim to it. So that's my number one. I think that is honestly of this whole thing, the past three, four days of, of hockey, that's my number one bitch is that the cable companies have been total fucks about everything. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with you. I really don't have anything to bitch about in terms of the games. Um, and another note on cable companies being shit is I'm always seeing on Twitter how Altitude TV is just dicking Avalanche fans out of games. Oh, yeah. Like, there's disputes with, like, DirecTV or something, and then yeah. I, I guess – this whole thing was going to be an issue. I don't know if they've worked it out yet or not, but like, um, yeah, there's a lot of times that people living in Colorado don't get to watch the avalanche because their local, uh, TV station that covers them and the, the Rockies and the nuggets can't come to agreements with certain cable providers. Yeah. And that's just a slap to the face. That's, that's, that's uh insult to injury there. If you ask me, yeah, because you know, other if, other than their local thing, the only time they get to watch the Avs is if it's on national television, right? Which is not a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, I think this year they had like I don't know five or six, but st- I mean, out of eighty-two, like that's terrible. Right, right. You know, I was going to say earlier uh, when it comes to the putting the rivalries now. Another reason I can see why they may have done that is with the last. 12 games of the season getting canceled. A lot of these rivalries may have gotten robbed of an opportunity to play. So that could have also been an reason why they beefed them up in the exhibition, just so that they could kind of scratch that itch of the fans with the canceled games. Yeah. And I mean, you, you might be right, but really, like I said, I mean, I think it was kind of a no brainer for anybody to think might as well just have the exhibition as rivalry games, right? It doesn't matter. They can go cross conference. doesn't matter. Division might as well have them warm up with people they hate. Right. And I loved it. I think I thought it was great. Um, it looks like we got some scores here. I mean, the battle of Alberta still, am I saying that wrong? Battle of Alberta, Alberta. Berta beef, Berta. Yeah, Berta. It's Berta beef. You, you you cook it two minutes on each side. <laughs> Salt <SP>. and pepper. <laughs> Anyways, um, there battle of Berta. That was a physical game. Um, there was a fight in the Tampa Bay Florida game. Gotta love that. Uh, old uh, uh, was it Boyle? And I forgot who he yeah. fought. Did you do you remember? But mm, I don't remember. I think it was some kid fought. trying to make a name for himself, eh? I know there was a Boychuk fought in the Islanders game. Oh, did he? That was today? Yeah. Or uh, no, it was, it was on Wednesday. Okay. <sighs> I mean, it's it's just all – it's so glorious that it's all just kind of like melding into one day because um, I've watched so much fucking hockey. Um, you know – Okay, so so here here's the rundown. Philadelphia beat Pittsburgh three to two in overtime. Tampa Bay put a whooping on Florida, five uh, nothing. It looks like Bobrovsky is not coming back to form of his previous seasons. Now I'm not saying he's washed, but I'm saying not a great year for him. 
Though no. I believe this is his first year with Florida, right? Yeah, it is. I feel like when goalies, I mean, I feel like so goalies and superstars when they get traded, they get one year in the new club to fuck off completely. Um, you would love to see Bobrovsky obviously come around, and I think that he might have been gaining some momentum, some momentum before the end of the before the pause, but obviously that's been hamstrung by. Uh, global pandemic things out of his control uh but you know i mean a five nothing stomping and i get it it's it's an exhibition game whatever who cares but uh he did not look very sharp in that in that game uh did you watch it at all paulie i watched some of it um it it definitely i don't remember if i saw many goals but it i mean tampa bay clearly was the better team yeah but uh, Florida, you know, Florida was getting that Triple H line. Uh, Hoffman, Huberdo, and I forget who the other guy was. They kept saying the Triple H line. They were doing well in uh, what's his name, the the captain, Barkov. Yeah, Barkov. He had some nice plays. Uh, it was it was a pretty good game. I'm I'm honestly surprised that's what the score ended up being. Yeah, I mean Vasilevsky shut down five breakaways. I think three to five. So, you know, good on him. Uh, I thought he looked good. I thought Vasilevsky, who didn't also a goalie who didn't have um, a year that may have been past caliber years, uh, maybe struggled a little bit in this season, had a pretty good showing and was obviously happy to be back out on the ice in a game time situation. Gets the shutout. That's a pretty big statement that he's back or, you know, maybe not because it's goaltending. Who knows? Um, Right. But – Obviously, Tampa Bay looked really good. Braden Point, another guy. I mean, I had him on fantasy. I had him and Vasilevsky on fantasy this year. Uh, both disappointments, to be completely honest. But they look like they're they're back and ready to 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 take the gloves off and, and really just start going. Um, yeah, and, and like you said, Barkov, that Triple H line, uh, it was great. I, I thought though that that man Tampa and and we just had Jay Fresh on say smart money's on Tampa I'm going to have to agree with him right now um obviously not above the caps or anything but I see Tampa going a little bit deep um your boys in Colorado they beat Minnesota 3 to 2 fucking McKinnon bud oh man that goal he had they sent him off through the middle two strides and he's gone i mean i yeah. think the only person with faster game speed than him is McDavid. Mm-hmm. Like, once I mean, he picks that str- puck his, up in neutral zone, he's gone. His stride is so incredibly powerful. Like, it, McDavid seems to have, like, the stride, but he I feel like he takes more steps. I, I mean, his stride's yeah. powerful, don't get me wrong, but I feel like McDavid's uh, got a little bit more foot speed, but McKinnon, man, everything, he gets everything out of that stride. It was two strides, and he was through the neutral zone. Yeah, like it was insane. Oh, uh, it was. And I think it was Landis Gog, and he just like picked it up and just saw him and just like a nice little. It was, it, it was a kind of play like where Ovi sent Kuzi that goal to beat the Penguins. Like, yeah, you just pick up the puck and you're like, if I get this guy the puck, nothing else, nothing's gonna stop him. Right. And that that that's what happened on that goal. It was beautiful. I mean, McKinnon though, I, he. This was a little bit different. He wasn't on a breakaway. He just burned his defender to the well, outside. Yeah. And just he was going so fast that the goalie could not square up. 
in time. And he just ripped it short side. I mean, uh, I think that people don't, I think that a lot of maybe fans that haven't watched hockey a lot can't don't appreciate the incredible speed that he just burst in so much speed that literally the play developed at the red line and the goalie was still not set by the time the player reached the hash marks right above the hash marks right past the top of the circles yeah man he's scary you know one of the he is probably the most if you look at money he's the most um underrated player in the league just because value you mean he what like the highest valued player well he's the most yeah i mean he's the most underpaid because he had a bad um he had a bad year when he was like ready for a contract right so i think he's making like five and a half or six per year shut the fuck up really yeah 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 he was they almost put him on waivers um the year he got signed or the year before he got signed for out of his rookie deal. So like if he, I mean, his next contract, he's going to get, he's going to get paid. I mean, I, I think right now he's playing like Holy a nine fuck. and a half, $10 million guy. He's oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, huh. No, wait, he is in 2016. He, he got five mil. Um, let's look at his cap friendly. I've got to, I've got to confirm this right now. Okay. Uh, 16, 17, 6.3 is the cap hit, but that's good to 2023. That's still quite a discount, right? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you got three solid years of this kid peaking. He's probably, I I think they signed Rantanen for more money than him. Because Probably. they have that room, they have. I mean, it's it it's going to end up working out in the long run, because they're going to be able to keep other guys around because he's not he's going to not get that extra four million a year. Yeah, Rance is making nine point two five, and that dude's made of glass. Who? Rantanen. Rantanen, yeah, yeah, I know, dude. Like for such a big motherfucker, he's uh, so easy to injure. It's it's frustrating. Yeah, he needs to hit the weight room but right anyways this is not a colorado <laughs> look at offsides by a mile if, if you're really uh that's the that's the hockey podcast network colorado podcast if you want to talk abs check them out there they're they're good they're good shit um one more comment on the caps on the abs game though i yeah they were at 230 and the caps were at four and so i did i had the the uh the abs on my phone and i put the caps on my laptop I missed, Man. I missed Ovi's goal because I was watching Which the once, the first one. Oh, because you're oh, watching spoiler the caps alert. or the Avs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, obviously good stuff. Um, okay, so moving on, the Caps beat Carolina three to two. We'll talk. We'll dissect that a little bit farther in our Washington wraparound. Chicago came out on fire. Uh, destroyed the St. Louis Blues. I didn't get to watch this one, but it's a four nothing score. Did you see it? No, I didn't watch any. I um, I don't know what I was doing. I think I think I was watching the PLL, and mm. they talked about this. Uh, they were just giving like a an update during halftime, and I was just like, "How's that happening?" 
Right. Uh, but, you know, still a long way to go for them, but that, that had to feel good. Yeah, PLL has been good shit. I've been watching that too, but um, yeah, uh, I was uh, I, I didn't I didn't get to watch this either. Pretty blown away. Maybe uh, Grant or uh, Ray Ray from House of Hockey and and the uh, Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast can shed some light on that for everyone. The Islanders beat the Rangers two to one. What a boring fucking game that was. Barry Trotz in full form. Um, you know. Came out with the win, but man, he was really hammered. He was, he was playing. He was. They got up early, and they played the fucking trap. They turtled pretty well. Um, I I can't hate him for it because you know obviously that's a that's an ideology that netted the Washington Capitals a cup. But yikes! Uh, I I they they. They beat, I think, uh, that who's who's the New York or uh, the the Rangers goalie? Um, Elvis. No, that's Columbus. Yeah, it's like Sh- uh, Shesterkin, maybe. Shesterkin. Yeah, I think it is. It's a young guy. Him and Lundqvist split time, but uh, I think they scored on Lundqvist. In any case, Lundqvist is backing up. That's been the game plan, I think, for a long time. But I think this game kind of really, the announcers were talking, the analysts were talking about how this may have put a little bit of a tinge of doubt into the coaching staff as to who exactly was was start was starting in net for the Rangers. Who knows? Who cares? I think that they both have really good options there. Um, same with the Islanders. Very in 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 between the pipes for the Islanders, they have Grice and Varlamov. You know, it's 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 a coin toss there. Yeah. When. Winnipeg beat Vancouver four to one. Um, you know that's the West. Who knows what what the fuck's going to happen out there? Um, Columbus beat Boston four to one. That's a bit surprising. Yeah, definitely. You know that's that's relevant to us. <laughs> um, who knows? Because Boston has a Presidents Trophy, no? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So So hopefully they blew their load. Yeah. We'll see. Columbus is scary. I mean, I think that they have no expectations coming into this. They have they're backstopped by some really good goaltending and they're buying into a system. So to see that plus having Boston a very structurally defensive team and has been for the last decade. Go down four to one, uh, to to a, a similarly uh, structured team. At least I feel that's uh that's interesting to see. You know, obviously this is an exhibition game. Who the hell knows? You don't want anybody to get hurt, which we'll we'll touch on during the wrap round as well. Um, Nashville beat Dallas two nothing. No surprise there. And Vegas is playing Arizona up two nil. Huh. Yeah, Arizona just went on the power play. Let's go, Yotes. I'm I'm high on the Coyotes. I'm high on the Coyotes to uh, to upset and their play in round and and truly make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Though Richie Flores from the uh, Sporty with Corey and Richie podcast, which is the Arizona Coyotes uh, podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network here did say that 
he is not going to wait until the Stanley Cup is actually awarded to chug his beers that he owes us. Instead, he would do them when Arizona gets knocked out. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So I he hasn't he hasn't backtracked that at all. But I'd be interested to see if if with the developments that because that was about a month ago he told me that. But uh, we'll see the development with everything that's you know it's so fluid so. We don't know what's what's going to happen as far as the season actually being canceled. If I were him, I wouldn't do it until someone literally has the cup and is hoisting the cup. But you know, don't tell him that. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> Paulie, I see you have something here about uh, Babs. Is that right? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Babs is going to join Vermont University, which is NCAA Division One, as a uh, volunteer advisor for their hockey team. So I don't know exactly what that means. Um, obviously, he doesn't need the money, so he probably just wants to stay relevant. I guess. Maybe he needs to chill out with the with the fucking head games. <laughs> I. What is that? I, a volunteer? They can't even pay the guy. Yeah, so I wonder if he is just gonna like help the coach behind the scenes kind of thing, help him break down film, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they're not going to let him near the players. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, even though he probably won't do anything, it just, I, I don't know. That's a volunteer advice. Imagine that highest paid coach in the NHL at the highest level. And now you're getting coffee for a for a D one wannabe, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, uh, I guess I don't know. What goes around what, comes around. Yeah, what goes you reap what you sow. I don't know. Is there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cliche things you could say. Um, damn. Well, <laughs> that's a little interesting tidbit. What else do you have around around the league? So the AHL has decided um, after their return to play task force recommended, mm-hmm. they want to play December 4th for their season opener. That's for 2021. Um, that's all the details there are right now. They don't plan on, I mean, they still have to work out all the scheduling and all that. Uh, they did not award a championship this year. So, um which was the first time is, in like 80 years. That? that was like the first time in like 80 years they hadn't. Yeah. So um, that would probably be about the time the NHL would start as well. I'm sure that factors into their time and probably my guess is some kind of estimate of when they think things would be healthier and safer but december 4th is what we're looking at for the ahl and i've heard nothing about the echl yet they probably won't even release a press statement until the nhl and ahl have something finalized right there i mean it's like a it's like a trickle down effect right everybody's waiting for the nhl schedule and then the ahl schedule and then the echl schedule um (laughs) here's a funny story um (laughs) So to fill in for you because you're a pussy uh, in our last roller hockey game, 
we had a guy named Riley Armstrong sub in. You know who this person is? Well, I mean, I know because you've told me, but you might as well tell the fans. Right, right. So, <laughs> had this guy. Uh, well, he was like the coach for the Nailers. It went like last season. Uh, yeah, I think he spent the last two seasons in Wheeling. As the head coach? I think he was assistant. Oh, that's right. That's right. You told me that. Well, this guy, uh, two games in the show, uh, play, you know, ECHL assistant coach, just got a job up in Maine, but he's uh, Colby Armstrong's brother. And Colby Armstrong had a, had a decently long career in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for he was a penguin and then a maple leaf, I believe. Colby. Well, it's his brother, um, Riley. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know where else Colby played. I I want to say Blue Jackets, but that might be another former Penguin. That I know I'm there's confusing an Armstrong. There, there was an Armstrong. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. And in any case, <laughs> we ended up winning this game in like overtime against a much higher seeded team than us, <laughs> and. You know what? Riley looked good out there. Um, we just kind of like threw gear at him, and he just he put it on. Uh, really just – I don't even know what – it was like – you could tell the skates that he was wearing were like two sizes too big. Hmm. And he spent, he, he spent a lot of time in the AHL and a lot of time in Europe. Okay. Yeah. Um, in any case, real cool dude. Uh, definitely good. Had the hands. I think the big, the big, because he didn't come out and just like dominate right off the bat. I'm pretty sure he wasn't trying very hard, but just, uh, you know, set up a couple goals, scored a goal. I asked him if he was having fun and he was like, yeah, I fucking love it. So always well, a good, maybe, uh, good time. Maybe you can use that connection to get an interview someday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have to have him on the pod. Maybe he seemed hey, like a really cool uh, dude. Colby did. He played for the Thrashers and then the Leafs and then the Canadians. He didn't play for the Penguins. Oh no, the Penguins first and then the Thrashers. Oh okay, all right. Man, it's crazy how how long ago that was. It seems. I know that's like a, a whole different generation of players. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Okay, well we're at like. F- uh, 40 minutes. I mean, we obviously there's there's going to be some editing that needs to be done. But, um, well, before we go any further, Polly, I think that we should plug our generous affiliates or affiliate. There's only one that we're going to be plugging right now. And that is manscaped.com. Use code THPN on manscaped.com and enjoy 20% off plus free shipping. Thank us later. Right, Polly? Yeah, I mean, solid product. Save you some money. I mean, obviously, I'm not using it from the neck up right now. You know, I got the... Just trying to get the lettuce growing again and facial hair not being trimmed, but that Polly, doesn't mean it's not going to use. They can't see you, It's Polly. still getting work. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> it's... It, imagine... If you you can't see it, but imagine Polly's bearded face, but on his balls, 
And he has been, he has just been going to town using that lawnmower 3.0 that Manscaped has sent him. So, you know, thank you, first of all, manscaped.com for sending Polly this. And I'm, I am only, I'm only thanking you in, I guess, a capacity that would be Polly's wife. (laughs) So I'm Hmm. thanking you, thanking you in behalf of Liz. And I am also telling our listeners to go to manscaped.com use code THPN to get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, that is manscaped.com use code THPN 20% off plus free shipping. Thank us later. You want to talk the caps? You know, the thing that we're here for entirely. Um, I guess. All right, Caps fans, you've been waiting for this for far too long. It happened. It finally happened. Back on the ice, Washington Capitals on the 29th, 4 p.m. versus Carolina on NBC Sports. Here's your motherfucking recap. Um, I mean, all I got to say was the score was 3-2, right, Polly? Yeah, yeah. And... Ovi twice plus an apple. Ovi had three points. I mean, this dude, the ageless wonder, you know, they called Yager the ageless wonder forever, right? For a decade. But, I mean, Ovechkin, man, what are you doing? You come back, exhibition game or not, and score three, every, you have a hand in every single goal, scoring two of them. That is just so, uh, on brand, if you will. Yeah, and he uh, hit crossbar once too. Yeah, Bef- right before his first goal. I mean, get out of here. Get fucking out of here. It's insane. Um, <laughs> inc- not. A, I mean, a good game. The Caps looked okay. I thought they. I thought they looked big out there, which was great. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that. They were physically imposing. Um, you know, Carolina, a very aggressive team, maybe not so much a banging team, but the Caps are. So to see this, to see the Caps and especially the fourth line, Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway and those guys and Panic, be able to come out and. And lay the body on the forecheck, and then also have Tom Wilson lay in the body with with Ovechkin, and and you know up and down the lineup, everybody's physical. I feel like that is a uh, for me as a fan, and for what I think that the DC identity is, I think that's huge. What about you, Paul? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean they they're looking they're in good form. I'm I'm happy with where they're at, and I got nothing but optimism right now. I would love to have seen um, our depth cash in because all three goals came from the top line or the power yeah. play. But at the same time, it's not terrible news that your top line is doing exactly what it should be, right? Yeah, I mean, it's what you pay him for. Right. So, you know, I would have loved to see at least one, one other line score even if it's a third or fourth, uh, you know, but, uh, whatever. I'm happy with the win. 
Carolina's a good team. I thought that this game was played with quite a good tempo, especially yes, in comparison to whatever you saw uh, throughout the throughout the week. What did you? Th- yeah, it was a very good pace. Um, it looked like a real game. You know, it. it uh, yeah, I mean, they just they looked like they're ready to go. They they weren't holding anything back, and um, you know the the power play coming out, they looked a little sloppy until Ovi scored. And then, you know, uh, it wasn't great. You know, they had trouble the first minute getting into the zone. I think Carolina right. took it off them twice. They almost had a chance at, um, and a shorthanded goal later in the game that Ovi back checked on that, that stopped that. But, and then I saw Covey, he was making some nice, some nice passes. Uh, I really like him on the power play. I think he's a very good addition, especially there. And, uh, I just, I think they look good. It, it it looks like they didn't take four months off. Right. It, it seems like everybody's in shape or have been has been whipped into shape uh, since returning. So, you know, I mean, for me, what it you've got you've got a little tidbit down here that uh, reaffirms that Ovi was robbed of an additional historical 50, 50 goal season. I've, I've got to believe that because what was he at forty eight at the end of this. It was 48 or 49, yeah. So with that... So just count this game. One fucking game, and he would have had 50, another 50-goal season. Insane. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even Reardon's poop system wasn't as prevalent, <laughs> I think, in this. And I still saw a lot of puck flipping, which I don't mind if it works, but I hate it if it backfires and, and gets trapped in our zone. Um, but in this game, I, I felt like we broke out pretty cleanly. I unfortunately was not able to watch some of the third period. So that sucked, but I watched the first two very intently. Um, and obviously having OV be a beast is, is amazing. Tom Wilson on his second goal, which ended up being the game winner. I mean, just hustling through, using his body, getting into open space through the forward. I mean, he sees the mismatch, goes boards, drills through, just keeping the legs churning, sees Ovi, and what a pass. And then Ovi just doesn't even waste time, just smacks it. And I think that's one of the most under... I mean, that's an underrated shot, that difficulty from Ovi. Because he had what? That... He had a defender back checking on him. That defender had two hands on his stick and, and the stick on the puck. And Ovi just goes, nope, I'm just going to snipe this like far side, like cl- near yeah. side, right? I yeah, think I that's mean, a, it's a tough shot. Ovi's ability to combine power and accuracy every time is just, you know, it's elite. And what a pass is the exact perfect way to describe what Tom Wilson did there because – he just, you know, that guy laid down and he, or no, that I'm sorry, that was the Oshi play. But, um, yeah, Tom Wilson just. Yeah, beautiful. he drilled through he, a guy in the neutral zone. Um, I forget who it was, but, but yeah, just like the guy took him to the boards and played him well. And Tom, at any point, could have given up on the play and lost the puck. But, but old Willie, old St. Thomas, just keeps his legs churning and, uh, Breaks into the zone, 
and catches Ovi breaking. And Ovi was really just kind of coasting at that point. They they had a two on one, and uh, you know Ovi stopped skating, which was good because he wanted to be in in shooting position. But I mean, yeah, w- what a play, right? Yeah, I mean, Tom Wilson is probably the most valuable player in the NHL. <laughs> I mean, just because he's – I think I mean, Biz I Nasty agree. said that before. Just because he's got – he he can score and pass and hit and back check and fight, and he just does everything. A literal Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love Tom – I mean, obviously, I, I, we, we're huge proponents of Tom Wilson on this show, so if you think that he needs to, like, quote-unquote – clean up his game or whatever the fuck it is that you think that is negative, go fuck yourself. I mean, obviously Tom Wilson has, has done some things to adjust his game though. I never thought it was completely dirty. I liked him cause he played on the edge. That's the whole point. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, like you said, one, I think that we've got a couple X factors here. I thought Holpe looked good. What'd you yeah. think? I uh, I really liked what, what Holpe looked like. I thought that he he offers a lot of hope. Uh, he he looks confident, and uh, you know maybe the fact that Sammy isn't here is enough to you know either motivate him because he doesn't feel pressure, or maybe there's more pressure because there's no one there. You know, Sammy isn't there to take the pressure off of him. So either way, I think he's ready to go. Right. Um, who do you know who went in second half of the of the game? Was it Vanacek? no? I missed. I missed a lot of the end because I had to go pick up my dog from puppy school. I fucking I fucking hate that. I'm kicking that dog right in the butt when I see her next. Don't kick her. She'll probably tear your toes off. She loves toes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not sure, and that's shitty because I'm not sure who who. Got the the second uh, start, but when I left, it was three one. So somebody potted a goal against him, but I'm hoping it's Vanacek because I think that he's probably yeah. Worried. It was Vanacek. Okay. He uh, he let up a power play goal. Yeah, and I wanted to see, and that was probably by Trocheck, I think. Um, but I Teravinen. wanted oh Teravinen. Okay, yeah, Trocheck from got the first. and Williams. Okay. Okay. Um, I I wanted to see VTech and and see him work out a little bit, but uh, it, I think Holpe got two periods. Uh, he saved thirteen of fourteen. Vanacek did. Right. Not so he bad. actually faced more shots, one more shot than Holpe. Hmm. In, and he only played twenty minutes. Right. Okay. Well. I mean, Caps fans. Lots to lot to look look forward to here, and and we don't want to be we're we're being very positive, but that's because we're just pumped that they're back and they they won and Ovi scored two and had the third assist. Uh, but I think um, <laughs> it's it's tough to get a read on what the team's going to be like because this is an exhibition game, and then our next three games are also what you could consider an exhibition game in the sense that they really don't matter as far as elimination go. It'd be great to get the number one seed, but with 
playoffs receding every round, I mean, you'll still stay at home ice advantage, but there is no home ice advantage. So I feel that it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, and we've talked about this in depth. So who knows? Uh, as far as the game goes, I like the speed. I like the pace. I think they're full of piss and vinegar, just as the Caps generally are when coming back from the summer break. So, if anything, I think this is going to help our season because we weren't performing great at the end before the pause, if you can remember, all the way back in, in March, right? I think that's when we stopped. Um, one thing that worries me is John Carlson did take a, take a nasty spill into the did the splits into the inboards chasing down a puck. I haven't seen any news on that other than he left the game during for precaution and Reardon said that the only reason that he left was just to be safe. Yeah, I mean, he that would that'd be terrible to lose him. Um he didn't practice Thursday. Reardon, you know, we're recording on Thursday. Reardon made it seem like they expect him there Saturday. So hopefully you know, he's ready to go and have a few practices under his belt for the Monday game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, ju- I just threw my gum into my still drinkable beer. So I'm just drinking gum and a beer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and hopefully he's just going to rest it. It looked nasty, man. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I, I've been looking up trying to find videos of it, and I, I haven't found it yet. So it was – it was JC, an opposing player, and then another Caps player, and they're all going into the corner. Uh, well, actually, more towards just the end boards behind the goalie. And JC gets his like leg caught up in the opposing player and falls at the same time as his right leg goes straight out. So he does the splits and kind of slides into the boards uh, in a head first ish type area. You know, whenever you see a hockey player of the NHL's caliber do the splits, like spread their legs into a fall, that's that's always disaster, I feel like. Um, or at least potential for it. I really hope John Carlson's okay. He's been top 10 in minutes in the NHL this season. We need that guy to eat those minutes, if anything else. Even if he's just a mediocre, a literal replacement-level player out there, we need him to eat those minutes just to give everybody else a break and, and you know, and be him, right? Uh, yeah. And you know what? It's shitty because cause in the fucking Hockey Podcast Network Slack, Brian Dumoulin, the day before goes down on a shot block and Berlansky, that son of a bitch was active in the slack. So I was like, Dumoulin's hurt and like exclamation points. And he's like, if you're going to be, if you know, he was like, if you're going to be excited about somebody getting hurt, like at least spell the name. Right. And I, and I was like, well, I'm not excited. I was just, you know, telling you with authority. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You were excited. (laughs) <laughs> well I just feel that that may be karma 
because of my excitement over over Dumoulin. And God, I hope not. I mean, the only thing worse than losing John Carlson right now would be losing Ovechkin or Holtby. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. Like, Carlson is just such a important piece. Right. Think he's going to win the Norris? I think he is. I think he's got to. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, I hate that they wait so long to give him out because unless they've already done the voting, right? the playoffs right. are going to affect people's votes. Exactly, exactly. I wonder how that I wonder how that goes. You know. Um anyways, Norris Norris Trophy nominee, uh John Carlson. Best wishes to him. Hopefully it's just a tweak. Hopefully it's just got his bell rung and he'll be out practicing soon. He didn't take a skate today though. That's not great signs for me. It's you know if it was sore and damaged, if it was sore and bruised, I would if if I were a player in that situation, I would at least come out on the ice for something. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's a quick I mean, skate or whatever, I would be out there. Yeah, I mean he's saying you know, Reardon's saying they expect him back. It could just be could just be him saving face and not wanting to say that he's not playing yet right yeah we'll see what the game time decisions are come our next game which we don't have any more exhibitions right no the the next capitals game is the day this episode drops august 3rd let's go so that's a hardcore let's go caps versus tampa bay lightning at 4 p.m on nbc sports network and then August 6th versus the Flyers, time to be determined. August 9th versus the Bruins, time also to be determined so far. Uh, we apologize if we're not up to date with... No, that's... that that. Uh, well, yeah, if they update it during the weekend. But as of right. Thursday, July 30th at 11.09 p.m., the Flyers and Boston game do not have a time determined yet. Absolutely. All right. So well, ne- next time we talk to you, we'll have three games to talk about. Oh, yes. Kind of like a, a regular hockey season. Have you ever heard of these things? What? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we were we were reviewing three games during the season anyways, right? Yeah, sometimes four if uh, if it was late enough on Sunday. Right, right. Well... It's it's a very weird feeling to be talking about live hockey. Um, I'm pumped about it. I am, you know, unfortunately for you viewers again or listeners, that you won't be able to hear our brainchild, mad scientist creations on segments. But I'm sure that we'll sprinkle in some sort of madness on the way. So, Caps fans, thanks for joining us today. Um, again. All next week, all this week coming up is going to be tons of round robin action, actual playoff action, games that matter in the NHL. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. We hope you guys are staying safe. And, um, you know, we hope that you are 
gonna gonna stay with us on the uh, on this journey towards another Stanley Cup for the Washington Capitals. I think our I think our chances are good, Paulie. What about you? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think given talent and experience and the format, I like our chances a lot. Absolutely, and. By the way, it wasn't a total fluke because this weekend or last last uh last epi we did come back up closer to like the number 100 spot on Chartable and Apple Podcasts for hockey. So, that's the thing. Yeah, 106. It's twice, it's not a fluke, right? Right, right. 3 times, 3 times and it's law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Um, Paulie, enjoy your fucking in-laws because you made me do this on a fucking Thursday night. Uh, Caps fans, hang on to your butts. Lots of stuff to come. Lots of good competition. More so, I, I think that I look at I look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Flyers, and the Bruins, and I think that they are at least head and shoulders above the the Carolina Hurricanes right now. All yeah. three of the well, except for Boston, all t- two of those teams won their matchups in the exhibitions. So, right. you know, they might be riding high. And Boston, if if you're going to if you're going to count Boston out after getting smoked in one game, you're you're fucking high because yeah. They're probably going to come back with a with a vengeance and trying to just kill everything in sight once once it once they return. So I think their first game is Tampa, so that'll be interesting. Oh man, that'll be a tilt. Whew. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm gonna watch <laughs> this first week in the mountains. So Nice. That's that's where I'll be. In the mountains watching hockey. Pretty good combo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright. Well Caps fans, until next week, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes. Signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>